It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Oh, and yes! Touchdown! They did it! Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric France and Jason Walker, our number two. Continuing to talk about Utah State getting ready for the start of their 2022 football season. Kickoff Saturday at 2 o'clock. There's a lot of twos there in the opening monologue. It's not on Tuesday, is it? <laughs> it would have been better. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll give our predictions this hour and love to get yours as well. What will be the win-loss record for the Utah State Aggies for 2022? Um, we'll also hear from Kaleo Neves. We'll hear from Jacob South, exclusive post-practice audio with the uh, Aggie football players ahead of the season and home opener on Saturday. Uh, and we're going to give away more tickets to go see a high school football doubleheader tomorrow night on the field of uh, Merlin Olson Field. And uh, we've made it e- we want to make it easy for you to go. Uh, the, the, the set of four tickets from last hour have still been unclaimed. So if you want to win four tickets to go see Utah State, not Utah State, to go see high school football played on the Utah State field, uh, it's Preston versus South Severe in the first game at 6.30, then Logan versus Bonneville, a uh, team from Idaho. That'll be the second game. Uh, here's the question. When was the last time Utah State played Alabama? 435 435-752-1069. 1-0-6-9. If you can correctly uh, give me the year, then I'll give you four tickets to go see a high school football doubleheader tomorrow night. Yeah, we've we've had people call in. Oh, well, we had somebody call the text chat. I wasn't sure if they were trying to call in for that. We did have somebody texting in, he's guessing. Uh, he initially guessed the wrong one. He says he can't use them. Uh, he guessed the wrong year. He guessed uh, 2004, which is the wrong year. Although he did, Very just, cl- they did play that year. Yeah, they did play that year. Uh, he did guess the correct answer, which I won't reveal. So the one you just texted in six eight nine one, that is the correct answer. So he was just testing his trivia skills. So he did get it right now. But uh, for those of you who can use them, it's one quick Google search away. <laughs> well, <laughs> or a, or a trip to the sports reference page because schedules <laughs> can be hard to to sift through. Well, look just. If you read between the lines here, they <laughs> played them. All said. <laughs> they played them in back-to-back years. The guess was 2004, but that's not correct. It's not the last time. Not the played. last time the Yankees played Alabama. We're giving these away. Four three five seven five two one zero six nine. We will. We're ba- yes. We're giving these away. We're we're making it as easy as possible to win four tickets. To go see a high school football doubleheader tomorrow night. Otherwise, we're just going to go and scalp these tickets out in front of the ticket <laughs> office <laughs> on Thursday. Who's ever standing in line? We'll give them to you. It's like I want twenty bucks. You go to Taco Bell. <laughs> Except that's enough to buy like four people's meals at Taco Bell. Well, that's true. Which is about as much as they eat. So USU opens their season on Saturday. 
It's the home opener. It's the season opener. It's against UConn. We'll give uh, specific predictions for UConn a little bit later. But for the season as a whole, as the season is upon us, we've seen this team in practice. We've seen their scrimmages. We've talked to the players, the coaches. We've seen what product, by and large, this Utah State is, is this Utah State team is is made up of. We're starting to see what that looks like for other teams that they will play as well. So, what's your prediction for the Utah State football season? Jason and I talked before the show. We're going to go game by game, and then at the end of it, what's our total win loss record for USU? Now. Last year, the Aggies were predicted to win three and a half games, and I thought that was laughable. Uh, I didn't know what we were going to get, didn't know what the coaching staff and turnover was going to look like. I went with six, and I felt I was feeling pretty good about it. I still got crucified for not being optimistic enough, and clearly I wasn't. I mean, that team way outperformed all of that. This year, uh, the preseason, I guess the, the Las Vegas line has the Aggies at, what, seven? I think it's seven. Either six and a half or seven. I think the ESPN was saying Utah State needs to win seven games to cover it. Um, so I think it's either six and a half or seven. I think it, they might have a chance to push. So I think the line is exactly seven. Maybe I should look that up. Ah, doesn't really matter. Utah what matters State. is our predictions. <laughs> yeah, that's what the we one feel that matters. So uh, and yours as well. Want to get your thoughts? Um, and uh, your predictions for the season. Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321. Let's see. 5338. If I remember correctly, the Aggies beat Alabama last time they played. Let's go for two in a row. In football? Uh, So I'm not going to say the year because that's part of our contest, our giveaway. They did not beat them in football. But in 2004, they played at Alabama. And lost 17-48. to 48. The next time they played them, which was the most recent time they played them, they played them in back-to-back seasons. I wonder what year I mean, that is. It's impossibly easy to win these tickets. Uh, Utah State played at Alabama, who was ranked number five at the time, and lost 35-3. to three. So, no. Yeah, sorry, 5338, you're... Memory's a little bit off. So we've had an, another person call the text line. Um, I'm thinking people are calling the text line trying to, to so claim you, the tickets. No, the phone number to call the studio is 435-752-1069. So if you want to win the tickets, you have to call the studio line, 435-752-1069. Moving on, um, game number one. UConn, and we got someone calling in. So, Jason, you begin with your thoughts about <laughs> game number one for USU. Oh, this is the one to say the least about, um, and we've already been talking about it for a while. Um, it's pretty safe to say this is going to be a win. I mean, 27-point favorite. I don't know if Utah State's ever lost a game being a 27-point favorite. Happens so rarely, you'd have to imagine that, you know, They've won pretty much all of them. So I'm expecting a win. I'm going to just speak for Eric and say he's probably going to guess a win here too. I don't even know if it's a guess. It's more of a statement. Utah State will win this game. They'll There's a chance 
that this is a game. You know, if Utah State is, you know, if they're rusty, you know, if they're still trying to work in some of their uh, some of their new guys at, at key positions, there's a chance this is a close game for maybe three quarters or so, maybe even into the fourth quarter. But I'd say that's a fairly low chance of it being close. And Utah State, it, it's more likely that Utah State goes up by like three touchdowns in the first quarter, maybe first quarter and a half. So, for me, there, there's not much to talk about with this game. So, somebody win? Uh, yes, we have a winner, Cody. Cody called in correctly. I got the right answer, which was 2005. I was going to guess 2006. <laughs> we made it really easy. My guess was actually 2003 when Your I, initial. Yeah, when I close. when uh, I I called over and said, "Oh, what year is it? 2003?" Because I knew it was early-ish, to early to mid 2000s. So I guess 2003. And it was, no, I said, like I said, it was off by two years, yeah. off by one of the years they played. But uh, yeah, Coach McDenny, he had one year that he played against him and Brent Guy, and they were back-to-back years. Coach who? Brent Guy. No, the the first one. McDenny. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> You were waiting for that. <laughs> yes, I was. Uh, so, okay. Uh, UConn, yes, Aggies are going to win that game. Yeah, I, I said that for you. <laughs> right, thank you. Uh, game number two, Alabama. Do I need to say this one too? I think I've made my position abundantly clear. Um, I just I I love the optimism, but I, I just I dare I don't you. see it. I, I just, dare you. No, loss. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it, guys. I tried. I tried to get them on your side. One and one to open the season. Uh, Weber State, the next time we'll see the Aggies in Logan. I'll, I'll say that's a win. Pretty comfortable. I don't think Utah State's – I think maybe they lost once in like the 70s. But I think they're like 14-1, and one, haven't lost in forever, have kicked the crap out of Weber State every time they faced them. Good or bad team from Utah State. I respect Jay Hill. I like his coaching style and what he's doing down there. But I still have Utah State with a win. I think the Aggies take care of business. Yeah. Uh, their next home game, their conference opener, UNLV in town. That's going to be a win. I don't see UNLV being super good, and it's at home. I don't see Utah State losing that home game. UNLV was sneaky tough for the Aggies to get past last year, but I'm with you. This game being in Logan is going to make a big difference. UNLV is still a struggling program. Uh, I'm going to give the Aggies a win on that night. Then they go to Provo, take on BYU. For the last time in a while, as the series between the Aggies and the Cougars is being put on hold as they move to the Big 12. So who gets uh, the old wagon wheel for the last time in a little while? I'd give Utah State a puncher's chance, um, but I'm, I'm going to give it to BYU. I'm going to say Utah State drops this one. I, unfortunately, am feeling similar to you. Um, I, I think that it will be a tough game. I think it will be a fun back-and-forth battle. I just really more worried about that BYU defense uh, making life tough on the Aggie offense. Um, difficult for Utah State to establish a running game. Hopefully by then they figured a few things out and are better. But being in Provo, if that game was in Logan, all the other things being equal – I'd give the Aggies the chance in that one. I would give the Aggies the, the victory in that one, Don't, not a chance. I would give the Aggies the W. But where this game is in Provo, I'm going to have to lean towards BYU getting that, that win. Yeah, Even if it was in Logan, 
I'd still have trouble calling it a Utah State win. But obviously, I the chances would be raised. Maybe I'd feel optimistic enough, but you know, again, I, I just think BYU's really good team this year. They were good last year, and Utah State was really good last year, and they lost fairly handily. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't see Utah State being that much better, and BYU would also have to regress from their uh, expectations, or I guess not meet their expectations, not necessarily regress from their preseason rank of, I think, right? They're, they're top 20. 25 in one poll, and I, but I don't think they are in the other. Yeah, they're like, I guess so they're in the low top 25. Yeah. They're, they're a good team. It'll be hard for Utah State to beat them on the road. Uh, so right now, our, our records are mirroring each other so far, our predictions for the upcoming season. The second conference game has uh, Air Force in town, and um, this is one that I've wrestled with. There were three games that I really wrestled with where I was going to come down, and I've got scribbles because I've gone back and forth. This is one of them. And I've got Utah State with a loss in this one. See, uh, I'm going to go a different way. I've not really doubted my prediction in this one because I have Utah State winning. That's because you look at the history. Utah State's done well against Air Force at home. It's not a long history. The two losses they have at home to Air Force were the 2020. And I believe that game was still, I think it was somewhat close, if I remember correctly. And then the other year was like Utah State went 3-9. and nine. I think that game wasn't that far off either. So Utah State struggles on the road against Air Force. That's actually why I think last year I wasn't expecting Utah State to win at Air Force at all because they really struggle there. But at home, they they do well. And so I think Utah State at home is going to be able to beat Air Force. E- yeah, even though a lot of people really love Air Force this season. But I like Utah State at home over Air Force. Yeah, I can respect that. Uh, what tipped me over the edge was just that Air Force has experience in spades. And that's a dangerous Air Force team when you got a bunch of guys who know how to run that offense and defense with experience. So that's eventually what put me over the edge for them getting the win in that one. Uh, the following week, the Aggies go, uh, or following game, I should say, the Aggies are at Colorado State. They go to Fort Collins, a new coach there, different uh, philosophy there. This is one of those other games that I wrestled with. The reason being, it was a fluke last-minute, last-second thing for Colorado State how they lost the game in Logan. They, by all intents and purposes, should have beaten the Aggies despite all the crazy, weird stuff that that team went through last year. Uh, so that has me doubting a little bit about Utah State's ability to go to Fort Collins to win the game. Jay Norvell's a better coach. But I still have the Aggies winning that game because... I think the, the, the team overall is in better position to win that game with a coaching staff and trying to learn some new things there in Colorado. Um, and I like Daniel Grishik. He's going to play at another level in that game to show up his old, uh, old teammates and old coaches. So I have Utah State losing this, and I'm not 100% confident in it, um, mainly because these two games were going to go over Colorado State in this next one. I felt like I had to pick Utah State losing one of them, and this is kind of the one that I decided to pick because Utah State has really struggled on the road at Fort Collins. You know, remember 2018, I was actually at that game, froze my butt off to watch that. One of the best seasons Utah State had had in a while. 
not a very good Colorado State team. They barely beat them. And there's some people that like Colorado State this year. You know, they think new coaching is going to make them a little better than they were last year. And like I said, Utah State barely beat them at home last year off of a fluke. So going to Colorado State, I think, will probably tip the scales in uh, Colorado State's direction. That's not the only reason, because it'll sound weird given my next pick, but I think Colorado State will probably come away with this one. All right, uh, on to our next stop on the Utah State schedule is at Wyoming. Um, and I've got Utah State with a W here. Um, last year it was a surprise what Wyoming did in Logan. I think that was a fluke. It was very uncharacteristic of what they had done all year. And I know it'll be a bit of a re- revenge game from Andrew Peasley, but I like Utah State's chances of having revenge on the mind, chip on his shoulder, and uh, going out there. And I think Craig Bull preaches defense pretty well, but I don't think they really have ever known what they are on offense. And their, their key guys on offense from a year ago are gone. So I think they'll struggle to score, and for that reason, I'm going to give Utah State the edge. See, I have Utah State winning here. Uh, for a lot of similar reasons, I can uh, for Colorado State, I considered giving Utah State the loss. But given how much Wyoming lost from their team, quarterback, running back, bunch of different players, it's a lot of easier for me to say that they'll probably lose to Colorado State. Because like I said, I think they'll lose probably one of these two games. And, you know, in my optimistic predictions, they'll win both of these games. And it's possible. In my most pessimistic mind, they lose both of these games. Because, again, they struggle against both of these teams on the road. Happened in 2018, too. It's happened in other years where they just they go to Wyoming and they just struggle. And sometimes Utah State struggles with the physicality of Wyoming. So it could be a close game, but I do think Utah State will pull it out, largely because Wyoming's just not going to be as good as they were last year. And they were good last year. And also, Wyoming caught Utah State when they were getting a little big for their britches last year. And so I, I'm kind of sharing your mind where that loss to Wyoming last year was a bit of a fluke. And so going back, and then if my prediction is right, Utah State's coming off a loss at Colorado State, and so they're going to be trying to get back into things, and they'll come away with the win at Wyoming. I like it. Uh, the Aggies will then return home. They'll one kind of a, a home game oasis in the middle of a lot of road games here with New Mexico and New Mexico as a new coach. They're trying to do some new things, try to get reestablished, but they're still not a very good program. The yeah. Aggies are going to win this one, and I think they're going to win it by a healthy margin. They beat New Mexico even in their worst year. I think they'll beat them this year. <laughs> Yeah, the, the kind of a tough stretch where they're at Colorado State, then they're at Wyoming, they come home, they face New Mexico, and then they're back on the road again, and a long road trip to take on Hawaii. Uh, so they go to the islands, and despite the long road trip, and despite that this coaching staff has never made that road trip, um, and a lot, and a good number of these players haven't made that road trip. I'm still going to give the Aggies a victory here. Uh, coach Tommy Chang, new to being a head coach. A lot of questions there about 
players who left the program, and they kind of had to bootstrap it together to get a, a, a staff together and enough rostered players together. They may have something that they develop into, but not quite yet this year. I like the Aggies in this one. Yeah, I just don't think, you know, with all the talk of you know going on road trips and things like that, I just don't think Hawaii is good enough to justify predicting them to beat Utah State in just about any scenario. So pretty easy for me to pick this as a win. Uh, Aggies return home to take on San Jose State, which is, is one of the hardest teams to predict in the Mountain West, uh, the last few years at least, because they'll have a year where they surprise us and like, oh my gosh, they're like going to the conference championship game? The Spartans? Yeah. And then they turn around and they're yeah, competitive but not great. Uh, they, they played Utah State tough last year. I mean, Justin Rice had a heck of a game, which helped the Aggies win that one. But I, I'm still going to go with Utah State in this one. Um, San Jose State may be a pretty tough com- uh, opponent, especially later in the year, but I'm still going to go with USU with this game being in, in Logan. Yeah, I think home game, San Jose State probably not going to be as good as they were in, in 2020. There are some people that I've read that think they can bounce back to at least closer to that season, you know, closer to 2020 than, than who they were in 2021. But yeah, it being a home, unless San Jose State San Jose State really exceeds expectations and Utah State kind of falls back a little bit, I think Utah State's going to win. Uh, and that gets us to our final game of the of the regular season, and that is the road trip to Boise. Take on the Broncos on uh, Black Friday and another earlier morning game. Uh, this is another one of those games where I told you there were three games I wrestled with. This is the third. Uh, Boise State was really not that great a year ago. But they still made it tough for the Aggies. I think there were some coaching decisions. Aggies outcoached themselves, especially that fake punt deep on their own side of the field. Yeah, But um, so I think they've learned some lessons about what they need to do to play with and compete with a, a team like Boise. But in the end, it's in Boise and the Aggies have always struggled there always and i just i want to believe this team can do better but i'm still going to go with boise state here i really hope i'm wrong i wrestled with this one but i'm going to give boise state the victory and and a loss for the aggies so in the schedule in my mind there are three games that i considered close to or just guaranteed losses alabama being a guaranteed loss byu and boise state being Pretty comfortable or easy picks for me to pick as losses. Boise State was the closest for me, thinking, okay, maybe they'll win. And in my most optimistic projections, I would have Utah State going 10-2, and beating Boise State. But this isn't my optimistic projection, so I have Boise State winning this game for a lot of the same reasons you have. It's on the road. Utah State struggles there. Uh, Boise beat Utah State last year despite... Utah State being, you know, one of their better teams. Boise State beat them fairly comfortably in Logan. So I I don't see Utah State flipping the script in Boise. I mean, crazier things have happened. But I see Boise State beating Utah State here. Yeah, last year the game against BYU in Logan, 34-20 to for the Cougars. And then the, the game against Boise, which was the week previous, the Broncos won that one 27 to 3. 
This yeah. offense has really struggled to get going. So yeah. my overall win loss total sounds like it's very similar to yours. I- I've got the Aggies at eight and four. Yeah, it's exactly the same. I have eight and four. We basically have uh, two games we disagree on. I have. Uh, so you have you have Utah State losing to Air Force. I have them beating Air Force. Correct. You have them beating Colorado State. I have them losing to Colorado State. Right. Yeah, that's our only difference. Our only yeah. variance. <laughs> so <laughs> I, and we did not. This is the first time either of yeah. us have shared these details. So no, we we don't uh, we don't script these. No. So uh, I was very interested to see what you thought for the upcoming season, and we're very close to each other. Yeah. So I think you know the eight win total. This is why I said you know the seven win total from SP Plus wasn't insane, because if you take mine, you say, all right, well, what if they lose to Air Force? All right, that's seven wins. Uh, or maybe they lose to San Jose State, maybe a bit of surprise. That, that's why I thought it wasn't crazy when ESPN says seven wins, because that's, you know, it's on my low end for being pessimistic. I'd say between seven and five, ten and two. If they are outside of that range, I will be surprised, like significantly surprised. Um, but I very much expect them to fall within that range. Probably seven and five, eight and four, maybe nine and three, and then probably winning a bowl game. I like this team's chances to win a bowl game, um, especially if they're you know the eight and four version. I think they'll probably manage to beat whoever they get matched up with. Yeah, and I agree. I think this is uh, uh, this is a team that can can go to a bowl game and probably have a pretty decent opponent. Uh, and uh, I think it'll be a fun bowl game. I would like Utah State's chances in that one. Yeah. Just glancing over the record book in the last 10 years, in our modern history of the golden era of Utah State football, there have been five times a Utah State football team has won eight or more games. This would be the sixth, yeah. and I think it's absolutely doable. Yeah, definitely. And I, so I, that, that, that's the thing is the expectation is eight wins because that's, you know, you have the kind of the three major losses, but you're beating all the teams you should beat. You're winning at least one or two of the coin flip games. And so you're on the positive side. You know, you're, you're above average. So and I think that should be the expectation because we've seen good things out of this coaching staff. They know We know they can overachieve based on the supposed talent they have. You know, they've done it before. So I, I'm expecting higher things from this team now that they've shown it last year. Um, before maybe I'd I'd probably have predicted a seven and five or a six and six because I wouldn't be nearly as comfortable with these coin flip games. But last year when they go four and zero, oh, I believe it was in games decided by a touchdown. When they, I think they pretty much went undefeated on the road. Yeah, they won every road game. So, for me, there's confidence that these guys can win tough games. I don't expect them to be perfect in these tough games, but I expect them to be better than past Utah State teams have been. So that's why I'm comfortable having them, you know, winning at Wyoming, beating Air Force at home, despite a lot of people's hype about Air Force. I'm expecting them to win a couple of times where other people aren't expecting them, and I've picked that. So I think 8-4 and four is a good expectation, and we'll see if they meet that. I'd uh, love to get your reactions. We had a lot of texts coming through while we were giving our predictions. Love to hear yours, 435-339-0321. Uh, we're going to give away more tickets to see a high school football doubleheader coming up tomorrow. And uh, we want to hear from the players as well, get their thoughts on the season with their season and home opener coming up on Saturday. That's all coming up next on the Full Court Press in about three and a half minutes. Grantham Mobile Automotive. 
comes to you, wherever you are, if you've got a car issue going on, or even if your air conditioner just went out, you still need to use it for the next couple of weeks before it starts getting too cold. But um, give him a call. He can come to you and help get your, your car, your truck, your SUV, whatever it may be, get it up and running again, or get that AC flowing. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. It's game time, and you're in the locker room ready to take the field. But suddenly, you notice a player you don't recognize. He's wearing your team's jersey, and he even knows your name. But you've never seen him before now. Would you trust this stranger with your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing scams work. And the first quarter of 2022 saw the highest volume of phishing attacks ever recorded. Protect your business with the Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. Have you thought about your furnace lately? Of course not. It's hot outside. Now's a great time to start thinking about replacing it or having it serviced for fall and winter. Advanced Heating and Air will help you get some of the industry's best rebates on a new high-efficient York furnace installed in your home. Or one of Advanced Heating and Air's service professionals can service your furnace for the upcoming winter season. Call today, 752-7272, or schedule a free estimate at advancedheating-ac.com. York, install confidence. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750-5151. This is Chris from the Cater Shop Menswear Store. We believe how you look is the first message you deliver. This also includes our floors at the store. Daryl at Cam Drive Northern Utah and his team came in after hours, cleaned the entire store, and had it ready to go before we opened the next day. I trust Daryl and his team from Cam Drive Northern Utah. Cam Drive of Northern Utah. Cam Drive of Northern Utah. 435-752-6100. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric France and Jason Walker. Our predictions for the upcoming season for Utah State. Both Jason and I are at 8-4. and four. Really only... Like one game difference on which is the win, which is the loss in conference play. But uh, everything else pretty much aligned. So how do you feel about it? 435-339-0321. A lot of texts rolling through on this. Uh, 6543, USU goes 8-4. Losses to Alabama, BYU, Boise, and Air Force. Okay, so that would align with yeah, that's what, you had. what I had. Uh, 9315. Um... 
Did UConn lose to Holy Cross last year, and are they FCS? Yes. Yeah, that's the one that they lost. They beat Yale. That's the one team they beat. And if they played two non-major opponents, yeah. Yale was one of them, Holy Yale Cross was the Holy other. Cross. Also, I will say this. We win in BYU this year. All right. It's good. I, say I, I like the optimism. I'd say it's possible. I think it's possible for Utah State to beat both BYU or Boise State. I agree. So I would not be horribly surprised if they beat either team. I'd be somewhat surprised, obviously. I'm predicting them to, to lose to both. But I'd say it, it's not... It's not crazy to think or predict that Utah State will beat BYU or Boise. Uh, 5338, it was actually in 2005 that Utah State beat Alabama. You must be thinking of a different sport. They, they, they didn't football. beat Alabama. Maybe not in, in basketball, I think maybe they've beaten Alabama, but Utah State has lost to Alabama twice in football, both club, times they played them. Club Ultimate Frisbee? I, I don't Not in football. Something. 8968. Um, okay. Uh, okay, got to go back through find the right text when this starts. I don't know what the Aggie record will be, but I heard from Station X that a bartender and patron from Iowa has bet $1,000 each three times that the Aggies will win the national title this year. Don't know what they were drinking, but they had to be very happy. Uh, yeah, really, we talked about that last hour, a fun ESPN story. Um, there were One guy put two $1,000 bets in, to be clear, and there was a third bet of a thousand dollars that was made, but that person is yet to be identified. But uh, yet the bets were made after a a night of drinking, yeah, after at a, wedding a party night of drinking, so uh... <laughs> at a Russian bathhouse. So it's a really funny story. Uh, also, when the Aggies lost to uh, Weber was in 1978. Eric Hipple was a quarterback, and uh, they were even rated the first part of the year, or ranked. Okay, but it's been a while. Yeah, like I said it's been a long time. Since Weber beat Utah State, and it's only happened one time. Like I said, 14-1, and one, I think, is the record for Utah State. Eric Hipple was no pushover. He was a great quarterback. Uh, 3 7 one, four. Uh, Utah State has not played back-to-back road games in the same season at Colorado State and Wyoming in 105 years. Wow. That's something. That's a tough back-to-back. It is. Because you're going basically to the same area. Uh, you're... No, elevation is an issue. Weather can be an issue. It's cold. Yeah. I can't remember if, how late is that in the year. Um, it's toward the end, but not at the end. It's like yeah, October. Yeah, they play at Colorado State October 10th, and then at Wyoming October 22nd. So not too late. Yeah, it's not bone-chilling cold, but it can be a little brisk. Not likely to have snow on the ground. Yeah. It's possible. But well, there likely. it just gets too cold to snow. That's what it does in Wyoming. <laughs> It just gets cold and you freeze, and that's it. Uh, three, four, eight, six. Agreed. I would say eight and four is a successful season. Anything more is just icing. Yeah, definitely. Because if they're going nine and three, it means they probably beat uh, BYU or Boise, um, or had a really weird loss and beat both BYU and Boise. <laughs> yeah. True. Uh, five, three, three, eight. I'll throw you guys a bone. Alabama actually went winless in 2005. Again, 5338. <laughs> you got to give us more than I don't know what sport it is. It's not football. Uh, that's is it soccer? I don't know. I don't know what's on 5338's mind. <laughs> it has to, like I said, it has to be a different sport. Yeah. So, it wasn't football. Uh, speaking of football though, 
We have more tickets we want to give away to go see uh, high school football doubleheader on Merlin Olsen Field. Preston at 6.30, Logan at 8.30. Easy trivia to win these tickets. And the number to call is not our text line. The studio line is 435-752-1069. Jason, what's our trivia for this set of tickets? So this is another guest of the year type thing. Um, Utah State, so they're favored in their season opener against UConn. What was the last year Utah State was favored to win their season opener? Oh, I heard this earlier. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I think I, I told you it was one of the questions I had a couple days ago. So it's 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 not been too long, but it's been a few years. It's been a minute. So if you think you know, 435-752-1069. When was the last time USU was favored in their home opener? Their season their opener. Their season opener. Thank you. Their season opener. 435-752-1069. Call in. And correctly identify it, and we will give you four tickets to go see a high school football doubleheader tomorrow night. A diamond is forever and is perfect to represent your love. For those special occasions, give her a natural, one-of-a-kind diamond as unique as she is. Our exclusive brand, Needham Brilliant Diamonds, is both beautiful and affordable with quarter-carat diamonds starting at $499. We have hundreds of sparkling diamonds at our integrity price guarantee with financing available. An investment for generations to come, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. DD Auto and Salvage is going to pay you the most for junk vehicles. You can get rid of your junk vehicles today. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204. Today. See store for details. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget, such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the Howe, and your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl. That might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry, Cash Valley's engagement ring store where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. 
Cash Valley, the Utah Wood Stove Changeout Program opens up February 1st. If you want to change out your wood fireplace or stove and replace it with a gas appliance, Advanced Fireplace and Stove can help. Receive up to $3,800 towards your new gas stove or fireplace insert. Idaho has a changeout program too. Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove take the chill out of winter with a new heat and glow insert or Vermont casting stove. Stop by their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Mountain West Motor is Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership located at 615 North Main. Great selection of trucks and SUVs. Go check out their inventory on their lots or online, mwmotor.com. So you've heard Jason and I's uh, predictions for, or Jason and my predictions, for the no need to be grammatically correct. Coming football season, getting several reactions on our full court press text line. Also looking for the winner of this uh, four-pack of tickets to go see the Rocky Mountain kickoff tomorrow night, the last time Utah State was favored in their season opener. Call 435-752-1069. In the meantime, a couple of uh, other texts that have come through. 4474. Speaking of predictions, I predict the guy that bet drunk bet the Aggies to be national champions has also woke up many times next to ladies who looked much better the night before. (laughs) Wow. Shots fired. Wow. Okay. Uh, 1279. I believe Alabama has to vacate their wins in 2005 and were therefore winless. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what 5338 is trying to get to. Hmm. And speaking of, follow-up text. Maybe one of the listeners in the vast FCP audience can figure this one out for you. It's not hard. It doesn't count as a win. I don't care what you're saying. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think they've officially vacated their wins because otherwise a lot of the previews they would maybe note that or I might need to look this up. It doesn't count as a win for Utah State. Well, it's like Utah State in their uh, in their media guide claims a win over Oklahoma in I forget which year because Oklahoma was supposed to vacate some wins that year. Um, so they claim whatever a forfeit victory is. Or I think they just put the score in there, but they put they win. They don't explain why they won the game that they scored fewer points in. <laughs> but in digging into it, Oklahoma doesn't admit that they've uh, – Given up those, I already forgot the word, but vacated, <laughs> vacated their wins. It, it's kind of iffy where now both teams are claiming they won over this issue of vacating wins. When the game was played, the Aggies lost. That's all that matters to me. Uh, eight nine six eight. Not only is the climate bad in Wyoming, but the fans are not very nice. They make Aggie fans and BYU fans look like saints. Been there, won't go again. Wyoming? Yeah, to Wyoming. They're not... Got treated pretty well from some Wyoming. Of course, we, I went there as like a student kind. visit, and so some of the people there, they, were, they weren't necessarily football fans. That's probably why they treated us all right. Because we were there kind of doing a student visit, and then we went to the game and covered the game. So I guess I can't speak for the Wyoming fans. <laughs> You're in the fans in the stadium. A 5338, bingo. Okay. Yeah, Vacating so I, wins. Yeah, that's why I Googled it. And it's, yeah, the NCAA levied sanctions against the Crimson Tide, forcing them to vacate all of their 10 wins in 2005. 
What happened when the game was played on the field? <laughs> they got their butts handed to them. Yep. So if you look at the media guide, go. maybe Utah State will claim a win now. It still says loss. Does it? No. Yeah. Like I said, they, they claimed it against Oklahoma, but they probably haven't gone back to check. Again, those can be iffy because, like I said, after a time, they just like, oh, yeah, we didn't lose that, so we win. Yeah. Then Utah State never bothered to go back. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, we I guess we won technically. And they haven't bothered to go back because no. they don't care. No. We all know what happened when the game was played. <coughs> uh, speaking of games being played, there's one coming up on Saturday. We. Kaleo Nevis is a is listed as a striker for Utah State. It has many of us wondering, how would you define that position? What's your role on the team? So he answers that for us and also gives his thoughts about uh, UConn on the home and season opener. Kaleo Nevis, um, first question out of the gate. How would you define your position as a striker? Um, athletic, first of all, there's, there's a lot of different aspects that go into playing a nickel or as we call it, a striker. Got to be able to cover pass, got to be able to fill gaps, got to be physical, and you got to be able to be a little bit passive on those things, you know, when it comes to RPO situations and et cetera. So you're one of these guys that has been in the system for a little while, yeah. and now you get a chance to be a starter. What's that been like for you, just kind of being somebody who's trying to develop and, and learn kind of behind the scenes, but now you get a chance to play a mar- much larger role now? Um, you know, it's a little cliche, but patience is a virtue. You know, if you wait long enough and you grind hard enough and you keep working and bring the same work ethic every day, you'll be able to be in a spot where I am at, you know. Um, I think it's a great opportunity. I've been waiting a long time, like I've said, and I think I'm, I've am i never been more ready. You know, I've prepared. I've worked my butt off every day, and I think I'm ready to go out there and play. So show you guys what I got. Uh, an in-state recruit from Tint View High School. Yes, sir. There's a nice Tint View connection with yeah. <laughs> here at Utah State, those Van Leeuwen brothers, big yeah. part of that. But what was it that attracted you to Utah State, and why did you choose the Aggies? Um, I chose the Aggies because they were the only ones that, you know, really gave me an opportunity. Um, and I wasn't one of those, you know, kids that was a D1 prospect or, yeah, got to have them, got to have them. I just I came out of high school, and uh, Bo Jay, he was the old B-backers coach that was here. He was he called me up one day, and he was like, hey, you want to come and play for Utah State? And I was like, I would love to. It's my dream. And this is my only opportunity. Not only that, it's a, it's a fantastic school. The fan base is good. The, the people out here are just amazing people. So wouldn't have had it any other way. You've been here for a little while. As we said, you've had this opportunity to develop into this, into this program, but you've been a part of some teams that have had some struggles, but also last year with incredible high. What's that like kind of riding that roller coaster, but then having the right mindset coming into a new season where everything starts from zero? Um, the biggest thing that I've learned from you know being a part of the past and now in the present of who we are today is don't be complacent and don't take things for granted. You know. Coming from a one and five team to a team that just won a championship, I mean that that just says it all. Like complacency will kill you if you let it. Um, this UConn team, kind of facing a similar situation where they've been struggled, yeah. but they've got a new energy there, new coach. They've got some transfers. They got some youth. Uh, scouting them early on, just that's an offense with some questions. We don't really know who their quarterback's going to be. Could be a lot of motion and other activity to try to confuse you guys. But what are you seeing out of them? Uh, and, and your approach to facing them on Saturday? Um, I see a team that has nothing to lose. You know, us coming out of the gate last year, Utah State was a program. We were the same way. Nothing to lose and everything to gain. So for us, you know, preparing for a team like UConn, we're going to prepare the same way against any team. 
know, we, we got to understand that they're coming to bring it, but they also have to understand that we're confident in our game and we're coming to bring it as well. You get to play alongside some some guys like AJ, who's been here a long time yeah. and starter for a while. MJ is a is a transfer. There's some excitement about what he brings, but you're right alongside those guys with some experience. Uh, how do you feel like generally about the linebacker group? You're playing alongside them. I, we're solid, man. <laughs> you know, like not only on the field, outside the field, we have such a connection with this team. It's crazy. We all get together. We hang out. We watch film together. We do everything together, and I think that sort of brotherhood is going to carry us a long way past what we even thought was possible. Well, Clay Neves, best of luck. We're going to be watching you on Saturday. Good luck. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Fun interview with Kaleo, playing an interesting role. The hybrid, right? It's kind of a linebacker, kind of a safety, kind of in the middle. Depends on the situation that the, the offense is going to do. Yeah, it's kind of what I was theorizing is basically like a pseudo linebacker, or you could call it a pseudo corner, basically a, a bridge between a base package and a nickel package because of how modern offenses so often have three wide receivers. Yeah, but he's uh, – I've liked watching his development in camp, somebody that I really – honestly, I didn't really know about him coming into fall camp. And watching him develop and play that role, it's been fun. Yeah, and, he's been an unknown for me. I've still not watched him a ton, so it'll be interesting to see how he performs in this role. Uh, the other guy I got to catch up with yesterday after practice was offensive lineman Jacob South. He's part of our top 25 Aggies of this upcoming season and uh, got the chance to talk to him about that offensive unit and uh, what he sees out of UConn, his opponent coming up on Saturday. Offensive lineman Jacob South for Utah State. First of all, you're a guy who, and there's a number of them, you've kind of grown up in this system, been able to establish uh, a role for yourself. Um, Some guys have come in as transfers, but you're one that's been developed in this system. So what's that been like for you to just kind of grow into this role that you're playing now? Uh, it's been awesome. I mean, it helps being around the same core group of guys, too, that um, have been taught the same thing. So we kind of bounce ideas off each other and everything and help each other learn more than than anything. Like guys like Alfred Edwards and Chandler Dolphin, like they're all really smart guys who have been here just as long, if not longer. And so it's like we all bounce ideas and techniques and all that stuff off of each other. And so it really helps us pick up these new systems that we've learned every year pretty much and I feel like that's helped a lot too so this is a season where you're coming into the offensive coordinators the same your offensive line coach is the same so how do you feel about coming into this season compared to last year where you're trying to learn a bunch of new stuff all over again yeah. I mean I love the familiarity like it's it's so great because we've like you said we've literally had new offensive coordinator every single year except this year and so um it's just nice not having to learn a new playbook and knowing the techniques knowing all the the little intricacies and everything and um i mean it's it's great because <laughs> you really get to like take the all the all those things to the next level because the previous year we were just learning all that stuff and now this year we get to build on all that stuff last year you were a starter for our Part of the season, injury took you out of it. Uh, you're back into the mix again. First, just kind of how do you feel? And just that time away after you had that taste of being the starter on a pretty regular basis, how was that kind of dealing with that? It was a process because um, I was out for a good amount of last year, came back for a little bit, and then eventually got put out for the rest of the year. But, um, I mean, it... I've been struggling with those every year and everything, so it's 
it's always a process of just putting your head down and grinding and um I mean, it's tough because missing all that time it's hard not being out there with the guys but I mean even just being out here today it's it feels great and um I mean I'm looking forward to this year so and then just with your time here at Utah State, you've been a part of some highs like last season, but also some low spots too, just personally with injury or just a team that struggled. Um, how's that kind of been trying to ride that roller coaster and then come into a, just another chance to repeat off a really special year like you had last year? Yeah. I mean, it all goes back to that. You got to put your head down and grind because like we're out here going one and five next season, going 11 and three, and it's like, Nothing changes for me, and I know nothing changes for our O-line room, too, because um, it's it's the same level, the same standard every single day, and, like, um, the best we – like, we can control what we can control. Like, we can't control whether the defense gets interceptions or anything like that. We can just control blocking our guys, making holes for the running backs, blocking for the quarterbacks, giving them time to give the, the, get to the ball to the receivers, and so we just focus on what we can control and keep a high standard in that. And finally, just looking at UConn, this is a team that has struggled <laughs> the last few years, but new coach, new energy. Um, what do you see out of them as your assignments and trying to establish a run against a, a team that does have some experienced guys on that mm. uh, defensive front that's going to ride up against you? Yeah, I mean, you never take anyone lightly, especially first game of the season. Um, and I think we've done a really good job of that in our preparation, just coming out, prepping every day, practicing hard, practicing like we're playing – pretty much Bama every single week like that's how you got to do it and I mean they have a lot of transfers up front a lot of good guys returning too and so um, you just gotta take the same approach every single week and literally practice like you're practicing for the best team in the country every single week you can't you can't lower it at all so (laughs) awesome Jacob South thanks so much and uh, good luck on Saturday thank you I appreciate it so there's Jacob South fun interview I always always enjoy talking to the offensive linemen they seem to give the most cerebral answers. Uh, quarterbacks are generally in that conversation as well, but offensive linemen are sharp, always yeah. very smart. One downside is they don't always have personality. So <laughs> That's true. Uh, not, not always the case, but... Yeah, not always. There have been some very energetic offensive linemen come through here. Yes. But see, you, you get two different kinds. Offensive, of line, list. offensive line, tend, they tend to have to think a lot. Um and, you know, they're physical, and they just kind of slow things down. The other skill position players, they're fast, they're exciting, and so they tend to be fast and exciting people, you know. You're on, when you're on the offensive line, it's kind of boring sometimes. <laughs> See, right. you got to be that kind of guy that's willing to, to not be the exciting person. Um, this uh, last minute of the show here, um, this really for me, this this is a team that, is only going to be held back by its maybe overconfidence of what they accomplished a year ago. Uh, and last year, big chip on their shoulder, out to prove everybody wrong. Not to say that this year's team doesn't have that too, but the the risk this year is that, oh, we look what we did a year ago. Maybe we don't need to, you know, we're we're good enough to approach the season the same way, and you might not have that same level of intensity that you need. I don't not saying that I've witnessed that, but that's always a fear of a team that uh, had a good year and be able to follow that up with another good year 
that doesn't always be at that same level. So I don't know. We'll see. It starts on Saturday. Yes, yeah, like I said before, the the fire this team had last year made them better than they really deserve to be, to be honest, in terms of their talent level. And so they need that again this year, or they will fail, because they're not talented enough to repeat without some more. Well, and the road to get there is a lot tougher, too. Yeah. All right, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll be back at it tomorrow.